Hey runners, before we get started, just wanted to say a big thank you to everyone that has left us a rating or review over on iTunes. Your ratings and reviews really help us to find new people to help more runners and it's a great way for you to say thank you for all of the free content that we put out for you on a weekly basis. So if you haven't yet, please go leave us a review, screenshot this and share it on social media so that we can help more people to run their life. Now onto the show. This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running. All right. So today we're talking about racing, and we're talking about this idea of you don't always have to be racing in order to be a runner, and specifically, like why you should not always be race training, why it's a good thing to take a break from race training sometimes. Right. It's sometimes racing is fantastic. And we've got episodes on that of the glory of racing. Yeah. But sometimes it's nice to just take a little pause and it doesn't have to be a break in running. It just can be a break from racing and mm-hmm. it can completely change your outlook on running. Yeah, for sure. And I think that like this is one of the common mistakes that just a lot of people make when thinking about whether or not they're a runner of like, you know what? Like, I don't really like to race. And it's like, okay, cool. Like you don't have to race to be a runner. Like I'm in a phase right now, if I'm going to be a hundred percent transparent and completely honest with you all, I'm in a phase right now where I don't want to race. Like I just have not felt that itch, that need to race, that desire to race for quite some time now. And it's like coming to on like to the point where I feel like, okay, maybe I should just sign up for a race just to like (laughs) get myself back in the ring, you know, like kind of like throw myself, throw my hat back out there. But I really just have no desire to race. And I think that it's a really good thing for us to take these periods of time in our running journey where we don't race. And I think that a lot of us tend to think that, well, if we're not racing, then that means something's wrong, or that means I'm not progressing, or that means that I'm not really a runner, or that means that I don't have enough goals, you know, set for my running. And, you know, maybe I should set more goals or find another race. And I know there's a lot of runners out there that also think that they need to have a race on the calendar in order to motivate themselves to run. And what we want to talk about today is really how none of that is true, how you don't need to race to be a runner, how you don't need a race on the calendar in order to motivate yourself. That's just a story that you're telling yourself in reality. Like, and you're like, no, 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 if it, it's it's actually true for me. Yeah, no, but for me, it's but true. For me, it's true, but it's actually not. Okay. I'm, t- <laughs> I'm telling you guys this with so much love in my heart, but it's not true. Okay. That's just a story that you've been telling yourself. You don't need a race on the calendar in order for you to train, in order for you to run, in order for you to stay motivated. Does a race help? For some people it does, right? But I think that a lot of people get stuck in this cycle of always needing a race on the calendar that they miss out on a lot of other amazing things that running has to bring to the table. And that's really what we want to talk about today. Yeah. I think that that there has to be a race on the calendar and not just that it has to be on the calendar, but it has to be soon on the calendar. Like sometimes people are good about like spacing their races out, but they tend to tell themselves that, and this is literally what it is. They tell themselves that they're getting a little bit less motivation if that race is too far away. Mm. So then people start stacking races upon races and don't get me wrong. I'm sure we have some listeners that don't enjoy racing, but we probably have some listeners that love racing. Yeah, They enjoy racing 
like just for the camaraderie to mm-hmm. be out there with a whole big group of other runners. There's something about the race atmosphere that's just kind of exciting. And there's all sorts of different sizes of races. You do like small local 5K, you yeah. do big giant races. So there's a lot of different feeling for that. The issue I think comes when you're racing so much and every race needs to be like the big race. You yeah. got to like gear up for every single race. Well, there's a difference between running a race to run and running a race to race. Yes. Right. And I think that that's really the big difference. And that's really what we want to talk about today, specifically why you should not always be race training, why it's actually a good thing for you to stop and take a break from race training specifically. Like Kevin said, you know, if you love, if you're just the kind of runner that loves the running community and you love running 5Ks and 10Ks, fantastic. You can put those into your training schedule and not specifically train for those races, but just go out and run them, right? Like as just part of your running life, right? Mm -hmm. Like this is just part of my running lifestyle. I like to go out and run my local park run every Saturday. Fantastic, right? There's a difference in going out and running your local 5k and specifically training for a race to try to PR at that race or to try to run a very specific goal time at a given race, right? And that's really what we want to talk about today is like why that is not always a good thing for you to be training for a race. Because what we want you to understand very clearly from this episode is that you do not need to race to be a runner, right? And I think that a lot of mistakes that people make is that they think that real running, quote unquote, real running involves racing all the time. Well, I'm not really a runner because like I don't do a lot of races or I only do 5Ks or I only do 10Ks or I only do half marathons, right? When we put that only in there or that just Mm -hmm. word in there, right? And we kind of like downplay ourselves. That is number one, totally not necessary. And number two, totally detrimental to you and your self-confidence as a runner, right? But a lot of people do this and they think that, you know, racing distances, I have to keep increasing my racing distance or I have to keep decreasing my paces, right? Like I need to keep either running longer or running faster when in reality, you can just run just to run, right? Because if you're <laughs> always if you're always thinking about racing and if you're always thinking about I have to improve like every single cycle, there has to be some sort of noted improvement, then that can actually lead people to end up plateauing below their potential. And this is one thing that I don't think a lot of people realize, right? Like I think a lot of people are like, no, no, no. Like if I have that goal, then I'll keep improving. I'll keep working harder and I'll keep growing and improving and getting faster or running longer or whatever it is. But if you're always training for that next goal, then a lot of times you can actually plateau below your potential. So let's talk about that. Yeah. Like you never actually get to the goal. Like one thing, if you're racing all the time, you're like, okay, that was a great race, but I've got that next one on the calendar three weeks later. And then I've got the next one two weeks after that. You never get to actually savor any of the races. Mm -hmm. Like you don't get to actually enjoy the experience. But the other thing is if you're always training for a race, there's, there's a way to train where you're training kind of race specific to say like a 5k or a half marathon, mm-hmm. that there's certain styles of, of training workouts yeah. that you're more likely to get in like the, the three to four weeks right before that race. Well, then this is what we always tell our cross country team. Yes. You know, like I, I love thinking of cross country season when we talk about this, right? Because a lot of times early in like our cross country season goes from August through November 
Potentially, yes. right? Like ish, right? End of October, early November, depending on whether or not, like how far we make it that in that season. And we always tell the girls, like when they and boys, when they <laughs> when they get, I'm 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 more connected to like uh, the girl side of the team. The, obviously, the girl side of the team is much more sizable this year. Right, that's true. So we always tell our team, you know, like in September, we're not training like when they they run a couple of races right and there's always that race somewhere in like mid to end the end of september yeah where they don't pr that train wreck of a race that yeah. happens somewhere in september <laughs> right. and they're like they're devastated coach i don't know devastated. what went wrong like and nothing we're, and we're racing every week right yes. in cross country which most of us real life runners don't do most of us real life runners aren't racing every week maybe we have a race like every month or every couple of weeks for the people that are really really enjoy racing but the people that really enjoy racing and could conceivably race every week. They it could. Just, it seems like the most expensive way to get a bagel and a banana unless every you, weekend. Unless you have those park runs, which are awesome. Park runs are fantastic. Yeah. But here, there's... That here in the United exists. States. They're starting, there's a few random states that can pull it off. But We should start one down here. We do not have it down here right now. Right now, it would just literally be a banana and a bagel for like $35 a weekend. Let's talk to Tom and get some park runs started down Perfect. here in South Florida. Okay. All right. So... Tom is our local race director. Shout out to Tom. So, okay. So where are we now? Cross country. Talking about races doing badly (laughs) and how the kids get all crushed, but you're always trying to explain to them. I'm always trying to explain to them. This is what's supposed to happen. fine. Yeah. This was not your goal race. It's the middle of September. Mm-hmm. Your goal races are in the back end of October. We still have another month to go, yeah. right? Like we're not tapering for this race. We're not trying to peak you for this random race in September. This is okay. This is allowed to happen. And I always like to tell the kids, like, if every race went well and you ran every race perfectly, then you would not develop both the physical and especially, excuse me, I'm like not even like talking correctly tonight, but specifically the mental strength necessary for you to grow and improve even greater than you think you're capable of, right? Because when everything, there's a saying out there that says success is the worst teacher. Yes. Right. Like we grow through adversity. We grow by overcoming challenges. So we need those races or those runs that don't go as planned to help us grow both physically and mentally. So nothing has gone wrong when things, you know, in September don't go as the way we want them to, because the goal is the end of October and the, the beginning of September or November. Yes. Yeah, so if you're always trying to just race and race and race mm-hmm. and everything has to be your fastest race possible, you're basically always living in the, living in this like taper time where you're never trying to build up yeah. for for a future race. You're just always so ready for that race that's happening in in a week, mm-hmm. in three days. And then from that way, it's like, okay, well, now I have to recover and then build for the next one. There's never time to actually build. So yeah. you're, you're never quite reaching full potential. You're also going to likely get to all sorts of frustration because you have these races all the time and you're like, you're running similar times and similar times and similar mm-hmm. times. And you're like, man, when am I going to get that breakthrough race? Well, you're not because you're forcing it by having so many races. You're never going to get the breakthrough because you're not taking the time to actually stack the bricks of any sort of running foundation. You're just always in this sort of like limbo kind of tapering kind of recovery 
recovering right. from the from the last race, but never actually making progress. You may randomly get a good, like spontaneous race, but it's going to be an outlier. It's yeah. not going to be a breakthrough that takes you to another level that you're now sustained there. It's going to be a random thing mm-hmm. that just like happened to coincidentally work out for you. The weather cooperated or you got a good night's sleep a couple of days before. Like it just, it worked for you, but it wasn't anything for your training. And it definitely wasn't because you were racing all of the time. Yeah. And I think that this is like one of the downfalls of trying to be quote unquote race ready yes. all the time. Right. Because we've had even people, you know, on our team in, inside the academy come to us and be like, you know what? Like, I want to just be ready to run a half marathon whenever I want to. And it's like, okay. And, and that's a good goal as long as that's the goal, right? It's, it's, those words are mm-hmm. fine. I want to run a half marathon right. at any point in time. Okay, we can get you to that point. Yeah, but there's a difference between being able to run a half marathon whenever I want to and be able, being able to PR a half marathon whenever I want to. Right. To me, race ready means that you could get to like optimum racing conditions in 8 to 12 weeks. Okay. Depending on distance. Right. And that's not how a lot of people would define Most it. Most people are like, no, 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 race ready means I could I could go this weekend. Right. Like, no, no, no. That's not race ready mm. in my head. Well, so how do how do you define it? Actually, that's a that's actually a good topic, I think, to how would you define race ready? You're ready to start a race specific cycle. You're ready to start the cycle. Yes. So that's interesting because like you said, I don't think that that's how most people would define <laughs> most it. Most people is race ready means I have, I have cash in my wallet. I would like to sign up for that race tomorrow morning. I am already holding the safety yep. pins. Let me put the number on right now. Yeah. To me, that's not race ready. Okay. Race ready, depending on who you are, depending on how you train, um, probably eight to 12 weeks and you could then get into essentially like fine-tune down your racing shape. Well, and I think that that's the difference, right? Is like, can you complete the race or do you actually want to compete in the race, right? There's a difference between completion and competition. And not saying that you're competing against everyone else, not that you're trying to win first place in the race. Some of you might be, right? Or some of you might be trying to win age group awards or age group podium spots, which is fantastic. But when I say competition, I like to say competition against yourself, competition against your best time, right? Like trying to set your PR, trying to do your best in that race distance. And there's a lot of people that want to be able to do that. And they're like, well, if I just like keep my base at this level, then I should be able to just jump into a half marathon and and be able to kind of run my normal, quote unquote, normal time. Mm -hmm. Right. And sometimes that's true. And sometimes that's not true. And I think that, again, it's important to really just define your goal here, right? If your goal is to just be able to run local half marathons and have fun and be with the running community and, and run some races with your friends, then fantastic. That is a definitely doable goal. But if your goal is to try to PR, there's a difference between the way that you need to train for that and between the the way that you would train just to go out and complete it with your friends. Right. There's also something to be said for the mental aspect of race ready. It's sort of like always being on. Mm -hmm. It's your body does not like to always be on it. Your body being in a a sense of like high alert at all times is terrible for your body. Well, think about it just like in normal life. Like Mm -hmm. we are in a state right now, like the last few weeks where we are always on. Like, I know that I feel that way and I'm Mm -hmm. sure you probably do too. And it's like, when I look at my life right now, I've got the kids, I've got 
the job, my job, like our business, I've got volunteering at the kids school because we have a fall festival every year and I'm on the committee for that to help organize that. So it's like somebody always needs me at some point in time. So I do feel like I always need to be on. It was so funny last night when I got home because I was volunteering at the school all day long. I'm like pricing all these items. We have this huge rummage sale that I'm in charge of, of running. And I made so many decisions yesterday. Mm-hmm. I came home and I literally said to Kevin, I can't make one more decision tonight yep. because I was just, I was done. Yeah. No, I took, I took care of dinner. Yeah. And it, but I, I already had that planned out. You had advance. dinner planned. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm like, I opened the fridge. I'm like, I think she has stuff to make tacos. tacos. <laughs> I kind of want to ask her if tacos is the plan for dinner, but I also don't want her to have to think. Yeah. So th- I tried to ask in a way that you, did, you, were you just said like tacos? verifying the decision that right. you had already made earlier in the day. And then I'm like, okay, I've got this. I will take over. I will get this thing. I made the decision multiple days in advance right. because I went to the grocery store and bought all the things for it. Yes. But it was so funny because you made dinner, you know, you, you made that decision, you made that call, right. To just kind of follow through with all that. But I also had a friend that invited me over to like, go have a glass of wine with her. And I literally could not decide whether or not to go. Like, I was like, I need to be with the kids. No, I should go hang out with my friends. No, I should be with the kids. And I, they need, I need to help them here. No, I need to go. Like I put my purse on, I walked out the door and I came back and I walked out the door and I came back and that it was like the craziest thing. And it's that neat that's it's decision fatigue. And it's that neat, like when you're always on you cannot perform at your best. No, 100% not. You were driving everybody nuts. I know, I'm because sorry. Because you're like, I'm going to go. And then you sat down on the chair and like started snuggling with the dog. Like that's actually what happened. You're like, all right, I'm going to go now. Indy, come sit on my lap. Like that's, <laughs> what are you doing over there? Like you're sitting on the chair with a dog on your lap and your purse on your shoulder. And I'm like, okay, it made no this sense. is super awkward. I know. And I like was thinking about it today and I was like, oh my gosh, that was the craziest thing. Like I literally couldn't decide whether or not to go or to say. Right. So the the running equivalent of this is trying to be race ready at all times means you're never going to be able to race optimally. Right. Because you can't stay there. Look, racing and trying to taper down those last few weeks, it's not an exact science. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of coaches that have a lot of different takes on it. There are people that think they know why it works the way that they, that that particular coach does it. You mean tapering? The the whole idea of tapering. There are a lot of different ideas behind this and it takes, it's very individual and depends on what kind of race distance you're aiming for and how much mileage that particular person has built up. But it really varies from person to person, even from race to race. Mm -hmm. So trying to live on that edge of like, I just like to maintain my peak. You can maintain a peak for maybe a couple of weeks. Eventually you're going to fall off that peak. And that means you're going to start losing your training, which then you're not optimally race ready anymore. You've, you had it, you had your race cycle, you had a window and now you're past that. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about that. Like, why does this happen? Like, why do we peak and then fall back off because I think this is one of the sources of frustration for so many runners, right? Because we're like, well, I already got to this point. Why can't I just either stay here or keep getting better? But you're kind of saying, okay, you got to the peak. Now you're going to fall back down. Like, why does that happen? You need a little bit of time over like a, a much larger time scale to 
just kind of take a brief pause, recover, not from the previous day's workout. That's the thing is it's not recovering from yesterday. It's recovering from like the last three months that Mm -hmm. you built up so that your body can now actually just absorb all of that training. It gives you a mental break from it where you don't have to be like, okay, I've got this race coming. I got to make sure I focus, focus, focus for it. It just allows you to pause you kind of, you, you detrain slightly, but not even that much. And your body is able to recover so fast. Like mm-hmm. you could take a month off and do nothing. There's a good study on this one. It was more towards weightlifting, but it, it also, there was not as high quality of a study on the cardio side of it, but they, they took these guys, they had them like lift a whole bunch of weights. Then they stopped for four weeks and it took them two weeks to build back. They tried it again. They had them stop for six months. It took them three months to build back to where they were. Hmm. Whatever the time window, it took them half the time to get back to where they were. That's interesting. There were similar results, but it wasn't quite as accurate with the the cardio coming back. Mm -hmm. But it was crazy. Like you could get back quicker to where you were. And then because you weren't so tired from just climbing, 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 Mm -hmm. you were able to climb higher. You were able to get stronger. You were able to get faster, run further. Hmm. When you were doing nothing but climbing, eventually, Eventually, your mind and body is like, all right, we're done climbing. And that means you're just going to live on a plateau for a long time. Mm. But that's like the place where runners just get so frustrated. And sometimes the answer to getting off the plateau is to just live on the plateau, keep putting in the work, and you'll progress forward. Mm -hmm. And sometimes if you're so mentally fried, and definitely if you're mentally and physically fried, you just take a little bit of time off, just a little bit, just where you're like, all right, maybe I'll go out and run. Maybe I don't. I don't have to follow a strict schedule or anything. I'm just going to take a little break here so that I'm I'm making sure that I'm enjoying the training experience. Mm -hmm. And then when you get back into it, like I'm not saying you're going to be off the plateau. You may be below. You may then climb back onto the plateau and hang out there for another three weeks Mm -hmm. and then jump off of it. But if you just keep grinding it out and every day is brutal mentally for you, you're not going to get it to a breakthrough. You're just going to live there and then slowly that plateau is just going to keep trickling lower. Well, and that's so interesting, right? Because I think that so many runners feel like, well, I can't take a day off, right? Or never miss a Monday, right? Like there's all these different mantras out there. And I've never heard that one. I miss Mondays all the time. Oh, never. You've never heard never miss a Monday. That's that's a total hashtag out on social media land. Sunday, Sunday long run. And then Sunday long run with speed work into it is screams. Take a Monday off. (laughs) Yeah. Well, there's definitely people out there that let love that, right? Like never miss a Monday. Like if I take an extra rest day off, this is not a good thing. Mm -hmm. And basically what you're saying here is sometimes you need to just kind of hang out on that plateau and then you'll end up going up from there. But sometimes you're not going to go up. Sometimes you're actually going to stay there or even go down. And it might even be better for you to take a longer extended break in your training in order to jump back in more refreshed so that you can actually improve. Well, especially if you're hanging out on that plateau, just knocking out race after race after race. Mm. Like this is a mistake that I think a lot of people make is they're always training race specific. So even if they've got this sort of like built-in mini break put in, maybe you go three months, you've got a goal race, you take a week off and then you start your next three months goal race. You're like, this is perfect. I'm going to build my calendar. I'll do, you know, exactly three months and off week, three months and off week, three months and off week. But those three months get so repetitive and they're always, they tend to be pretty race specific. Mm -hmm. 
it sometimes instead of focusing on that short term next race, whether that short term is like two months, three months from now, next week from now, if you take a pause and you look at growth over the course of multiple years, maybe not having that next three months be ready for the next race, but say, okay, what aspect of my training was I neglecting during my race specific plan? Because mm. sometimes you miss out on different paces. Sometimes you miss out on a long run. Yeah. You know, we've got people on the team that have been focused on like a 5k, mm -hmm. their long run hasn't been as long as it was if they were training for like a half marathon. Right. So, but if you build in this super long run, you lose some of the benefits that you're going to necessarily get trying to get out like quick, fast workouts on for speed work. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the things that we tend to see a lot more often is that people start to want to build their mileage and their distance, right? Because yep. they start training in this way that's better for them, right? Like we we always talk about here on the podcast and inside of our academy that training with a personalized plan is the most effective and enjoyable way for you to achieve your goals. And so the people are like, oh, okay, I, I, now I'm training in a way that's like actually feeling good. And like, I feel motivated for my training. My body's not hurting all the time. So now I just want to build up. I want to run a half marathon. Now I want to run a marathon. Now I want to like PR my marathon, right? And it's like, they want to keep mm -hmm going back to improvement, which is fantastic. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to improve. So let me just like take that pause and make sure that you guys understand that really, really well. But I think that like what Kevin is saying here is that sometimes we get so focused on these short-term goals that we kind of miss the big picture overall. We kind mm -hmm. of neglect that long-term training and how if we kind of look like take a step back and kind of look at that, you know, um, I don't want to say 360 degree view, but like that view from space. The almost 10,000 foot, 30,000 foot view. The 30,000 foot 360, view. 360, 30,000. There we go. Um, then we can kind of look at our training more long term and see, oh, okay. Like just like, I like to think of it like the stock market. Sure. Right. Like when, when, you look at a stock market chart, whether like whatever stock it is, like, ideally, ideally, <laughs> ideally, let's look at like the ones that have improved the most over time, like sure. Apple and okay. like some of the big ones, right? There, there's not any stock out there. I, I would venture to say, mm -hmm. I don't know the stock market that well, <laughs> but I don't think there's any see stock where you're going with this. that goes straight up, right. right? It's a jagged line, right? It goes up, down, up, down, up, down, but you're overall, you're looking at the trend. You're looking to make sure that that stock is still moving in the right direction. Even if it, ha if it has an off day or an off week or an off month or an off quarter, mm -hmm. right? Like some of these stocks have some like bad quarters and they, it goes down for a while, but then it goes back up, right? And that's really how I like to think about training as well. Like sometimes we have those times and this is where runners start to get really frustrated, right? This is where we start to like double down, like, oh, I must not be doing enough mileage. I must not be doing enough speed work. I must not be doing enough fill in the blank right here, yep. right? But in reality, you might be doing all the right things. This is just a down period that your body needs to take in order to prepare you for the next up period. Yeah, no, that's, that's exactly right. And uh, one of the things that happens and, and I'm going to stick with your, your stock analogy is sometimes a particular a stock one. price will just, it'll rock it up yeah. and you're like, Oh, this is amazing. Everything is going perfect for me. Mm -hmm. I should take all of my money and put it just into this. But this is the issue of training for a spe one specific race. Yeah. Should be like, all right, I'm just do a half marathon every three weeks. This is going to be phenomenal. <laughs> 
no, 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 because eventually that stock is going to go back and it's going to recover. And the recovery in that case is dipping back down. Mm -hmm. Sometimes stocks start falling precipitously. You're like, oh, God, this is terrible. I should get all of my money out of this. No, 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 because at some point it's going to recover and that's going to bring it back up. Ride the wave. Eventually, if you look over the bigger picture, if you look at and okay, so now to bring it back to the running. Instead of going so race specific, make sure that you're tuning into all aspects of general fitness. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you're covering your long, slow distance. Make sure that you're continuing to keep up with strength, that your mobility is on point, that you're doing some shorter, faster stuff. Mm-hmm. And this is true almost regardless of what race you're training for mm-hmm. also. But sometimes when it's so close to the race, people like to keep it really race specific that all their workouts get very close to that, like race pacing stuff. They're a little bit above or a little bit below and they miss their, their training focus gets so narrow that if you don't have a race on the cycle, you can kind of pull back and take a much broader view at your training be like, you know, I haven't really done a long, slow run in a while. I haven't done 30 second surges at a really fast pace in a while. Like I haven't done anything. I haven't done any 3k work in a while. I haven't done anything that makes me like when I finish the interval, I have to put my hands on my knees and gasp for air. Like if you're training for a half marathon, you've probably avoided that workout for a little bit of time. It's good for you. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be good for your next half marathon as long as that next half marathon isn't this weekend. Mm-hmm. Like That's part of the other thing of racing all the time is you tend to avoid workouts that are putting so much stress on you because you're recovering from the last race or you're prepping for the next one. So you don't want to be too stressed out by the workouts, but the stressful workouts are the ones that build you. Yeah. But the problem is when you're always training for a race and you're always trying to put these like harder workouts in to get you faster or help you run longer, then you're never properly recovering from those workouts. Yeah. Never properly recovering leads to everybody's least favorite thing, which is the injury. Right. If your goal is to be racing as much as possible because you love racing, injured is the worst possible scenario for this. So if you're like, oh, well, I I enjoy the racing, but I know I've got to get in the workouts. So now you're trying to double down and hit all of the workouts and the racing. Now you're injured. You don't get to do the workouts or the racing. So this is, this is a terrible Right. And so what we want you guys to think about is like thinking about your training with more broad goals. Like instead of just being very race specific, like I want to run the half marathon at this time and I'm just going to keep signing up for half marathons until I hit that time. Even if that means I'm going to run a half marathon every single month this year, I'm just going to keep grinding it out and I'm just going to keep putting those workouts in and I'm just going to, you know, do as many of them as I can, because the more I do, the more chances I have to actually hit that goal time. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. No, you you have Uh -uh. a few chances over the year to do do it. If you sign up for 12 half marathons, you don't have 12 chances to Mm -hmm. hit a PR. You honestly don't. Like you can't build up and taper down for a half marathon every single month. You could do it. You could race a half marathon every month and you could probably enjoy it. Yeah. But I don't think that if that's the goal, if that's the the goal is enjoyment, if the goal is to PR 12 times over the course of the year, I don't think the half marathon is your goal distance on that one. Mm -hmm. Unless you like sandbag it for January. (laughs) Like, all right, I'm just going to mail it in and then I will watch these times drop down. It's going to look phenomenal on my social media. (laughs) My Strava is going to look amazing. But you would have to 
to fake it at the beginning so that you could make sure that your times continue PR. If you actually just want to see how fast you can push a half marathon every, every month seems like a terrible choice. Right. And there's some people that really want to be race ready. And so they never taper either. Right. Right. And so that that's like the, the other side is like either you're always tapering, right? Because we want to push, but we also know that we have a race coming up. So we can't really push that hard. We need to to taper or we're just tired <laughs> from yep. all the training we've been doing, right? Yep. So you can never actually push as hard as maybe you could had you rested and recovered more from the last time you did all of that, right? So all of your runs kind of tend to slide more into that moderate pace where you're like, oh, no, no, I, I can't push that hard because I have a race this weekend. So instead of pushing as hard as you possibly could in order to improve your fitness, you kind of just keep everything in that medium to moderate zone, which you guys know, if you've listened to this podcast, or, you know, if you're part of our academy for any given amount of time, that medium to moderate zone is not where you want to be doing the majority of your training. You want to be doing the majority of your training in that easy zone, and then put a little bit of training in that medium to moderate and a little bit into that hard, that medium to hard zone, so that you're actually challenging your body, challenging the different systems in your body, you know, improving the fast twitch muscle fibers and your energy uptake and like all the systems in your body, they all are improved when you run at different effort levels and different paces, right? So if you're tapering all the time for a race, you're never actually pushing yourself. Yeah, exactly. Because you're, you're tapering, you don't want to push so hard. So it's like, I know it says level seven, but I got a race in three days. So yeah. I'm going to put it to level five or you just ran a race. So it's mm -hmm. like, I know it says level seven, but my level seven is actually my speed at what is traditionally my level five. Mm -hmm. So you never get the, the appropriate fast twitch going in on that. Or you're constantly running those workouts at the effort level that is prescribed and you you don't actually taper so yep. when it actually gets to race day you're just tired and you can't actually hit the goal pace yeah no everything's exhausting right all right so my example of this one is like watching little kids stack blocks okay you can make a pretty tall tower with just a single stack of blocks. You just take, you know, those little wooden blocks that they, the girls had when they were little. Oh, we had some fun stacking those. You and I had some fun stacking those to see who could stack them tall. Love those little wooden I blocks. I know, but the answer was like 23. I think one of us got it. Like that, it was yeah? really Yeah, did we get impressive. that high? Yeah, it was super impressive. Um, I wanted to say 19, but I, I think we did break 20. No, 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 we definitely broke 20. Yeah. Um, and they're not perfect squares. That's the best part of them. So mm -hmm. they, they wobble slightly. But you can make a really tall tower just with single blocks on top of each other training for a specific race and that those kind of races you can get pretty far in your ability but you can get a whole heck of a lot taller if you just pile them up in a big mountain if you build a wide base even if you don't stack them neatly just pile them all up it's gonna get taller if you just keep adding blocks to it mm -hmm. that's the thing like your little pile of blocks is gonna make it really tall if you make it tall and skinny if you just keep putting blocks in more and more blocks, eventually you're going to build a giant mountain that's really hard to knock down. But when you're recovering after races, you're not adding blocks. And when you're preparing for the next race, you're not adding blocks. You're just looking at your tower and making sure that nothing's falling. Mm. Like these are your two scenarios if you're racing all the time is recovery. So you're not adding. Maybe you're trying to like fix the chipped blocks. Okay. Or 
you're tapering for that next race, which is not all about adding blocks. It's just looking back and admiring the tower that you've created <laughs> and getting to express it during your next race. Neither one of those looks at the big picture right. over many, many years. Instead of like, Ooh, maybe I can put one more tiny uh, brick on top of my, my tower here. No, go to the store and get a whole, like another hundred of those wooden blocks and just dump them in, build a giant mountain. That's the broad, wide variety of training that we're looking for. Go long and slow, go short and fast, go medium and moderate, mm-hmm. but put all of it in and then don't skip out on strength training. you be like, Oh, but it's race week. I don't want to hit my strength. I just raced. I'm too sore to do my, you know, lunges. Yeah. No, you got to put them all in there. That's how you continue to grow week after week, month after month, year upon year. Yeah, it's it's all about that foundation, right? And if you're always race training, then you do miss out on the chance to actually build that foundation. Yep. And that's basically what we want you guys to get from this episode, right? Like if you are always trying to race, if you're always trying to be quote unquote race ready, if you're always trying to hit that PR, then there's probably something in your foundation that you're neglecting. And so sometimes it's good to just kind of take a step back and ask yourself, okay, what is that thing? You know, like Kevin said, is it strength training? Is it mobility? Is it my nutrition? Is it speed work? Is it the long, slow distance runs? Like, what is it that I haven't been spending as much time on that I can maybe put a little attention into if I wasn't training for a race all the time? Exactly. Yeah. I think you summed it up real nice there. Uh, there we go. All right. So any final thoughts? No, it's a great recap of yeah. the episode. So if you're a runner and you just like to run and you don't like to race, awesome. <laughs> like, no, you're still a runner period. and you're still awesome and we still love you. We Oh, yeah. And like we think that like racing is a good way to kind of challenge yourself. It's a good checkpoint. It's a good way to kind of get out there. But we really, really, really don't believe that you need a race on the calendar to stay motivated. You don't definitely don't need a race on the calendar to call yourself a runner. You're a runner no matter what, as long as you go out and run, right? And maybe you should start telling yourself a different story. If you're the kind of person that tells yourself, oh, I need a race on the calendar so that I'll go out and run, maybe just start to question that, right? Like maybe just be like, but do I actually, or maybe should I actually just kind of take a step back and and look at my running foundation and be like, oh, okay, you know what? I haven't done some of these runs in a while. I haven't done strength training in a while. Like maybe I should just kind of take a break from race training so that I can work on some of these other areas. If you're the kind of runner that always finds yourself riddled with injury or those random aches and pains that are just popping up out of nowhere, take a step back. Are you actually doing strength training? You know, are you, have you been doing the same strength exercises for a long time? Maybe it's time to mix it up a little bit too, right? Mm-hmm. Like maybe your strength training was good for a little while, but maybe you, you know, your body could use some, some uh, variety. And I don't, I'm not that kind of person that thinks that like variety is a hundred percent necessary because I believe that basically we can do the same five to 10 exercises and still continue to improve in our strength for a very long time. We just kind of change the tempo. We add resistance. There's lots of different things. We just want to make sure that we're hitting those main muscle groups. But, you know, if you haven't changed things up in a while and you're still getting injured, you're still on that plateau, you're still frustrated, you're not getting the results that you want to, taking a step back and examining your training from that 30,000 foot view versus just signing up for another race 
that's probably going to benefit you a lot more than, you know, just going next race, next race, next race over and over and over again. Yeah. Sign up in a race six months from now and use the first three months to fill in the holes in your training yep. plan. Absolutely. Then get back into race race. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, you guys. So thank you as always for joining us. We have our next five day challenge coming up. We're starting on November 14th. Woo-hoo. Yeah. So um, when this episode goes out on Thursday, November 3rd, we should have our registration page up and ready for you guys. So if you head to five day running challenge.com, you should be able to sign up for our next running challenge, which we're super excited about. I'm redoing the whole thing. I like to kind of do different challenges. So for those of you that have joined our five day challenge in the past, we, you know, invite you to come back. It's not going to be the same thing. We're going to be doing some, some new things to have you think about your running in a different way and start you know, training in a way that's a little bit different than you might be um, used to. So I like to always keep it fresh. Let's keep me on my toes. <laughs> we're, we're doing this with the five day challenge. Yay. Sign up everybody. It's going to be a blast. Five day challenges are always fun. Where, what's the website again? Five day running Excellent. Okay. And of course you can find that on our, our main website, realliferunners.com. And if you haven't yet, please leave us a rating or a review on iTunes. It helps more people find the show. Our goal is to help more runners feel good in their running and to become physically and mentally stronger runners. So if you can share the show with a friend or share it on your social media that will help us to reach more runners and also leave us a rating and review and as always we appreciate you and thank you for spending this time with us today this has been the real life runners podcast episode number what is this 279 278 i think i think it's 279 279 279 episode number 279 now get out there and run your life